podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 123. I've always wanted to say that. Recorded Monday, April the 17th. I'm your host, David Holloway. And joining me firstly is Australia's own Iron Fist, if arthritis was iron, that is. How are you, Simon? Um, I'm good, David. I think you've misunderstood because I'm not actually worried about arthritis if and when it happens because by then I will have been transplanted into my new robot body and I intend to spend my retirement folding meat bags into amusing origami swans and throwing them at flirtatious... No, that's not what I meant. Throwing them flirtatiously, that's what I meant to say. Throwing them flirtatiously. Can you throw something flirtatiously? Um, yeah, I think it's the I wanted to know. I wanted to know what the flirtatious device was. <laughs> that's when you inflate a meat bag. Ah, gotcha. But see, now that you've said that, you, you've, I've just had a flashback to um, Rogue One. You've sort of got a similar wit and build to, what was the droid's name? Rogue uh, One. Yeah. Uh, see, because you're a tall bastard and so was he. I could see you as a, a droid. Bring it on. Yeah, well, more than happy to have my brain stuck in a robot body. That sounds just fine to me. Bloody oath. And we also have mm. a man who you just heard briefly who is too young to have arthritis, but I, for one, wish it on him for the future. How are you, Ben? That's too real, man. Too real. You, you hurt my feelings, man. Oh, no, actually, actually, to be honest, I actually already have arthritis at the young age of 34. Um, I, um, I've actually had arthritis since I was a teenager, but that's because I've got hereditary rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, now I feel so like shit. Yeah, I'm going to rub it in really bad, too, <laughs> that's you a prick. nasty arthritis, too. I feel really bad now. Yeah, no, well, mine's not, not as bad as what my mother's is, but, yeah, I've got that to look forward to as I get older. Uh, so. I, I retract Nobody that. Nobody as bad as, like, a Daniel John scenario or anything like no, but that. Still, but yeah. I, I retract. I feel bad now. <laughs> At least for the next But uh, otherwise, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I got my new chair this week. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm super comfortable right now for the pod. Um, you might even hear me hitting the recliner on it throughout the episode if you. If I did lucky. see a picture. It looks an impressive chair, I've got to say. It's quite, it's quite comfortable. I'm very happy with it. And we also have a guest. I think this is the second guest in three episodes. It's a bit freaky. Um, we have a wonderful guest, actually, who happens to be ultra, super, and mega, and as luck would have it, is from the Ultra Super Mega podcast. Pete, how are you, Pete? Hey, I'm good, mate. Yourself? Good. Thank you for joining us. Oh. I'm sitting on a lovely chair as well. I really like this. I've got a competition of the one Ben got, and, um, oh, they're so good. And no noises. Nothing to edit out in the podcast. Well, let, let's, do oh, yeah. let's do a shout-out to the brand. Let's do a shout-out for the brand just in case they might listen to it, and then we might get a sponsorship or something. <laughs> oh, look, my <laughs> one's ZQ Racing Chair. I'll just chuck that out there. They're based in Brisbane. They're lovely people. And uh, what you're attacking Titan, are you, Ben? Um, no, mine's uh, by Secret Lab. The brand is called Titan, but uh, yes. because I'm a huge fan of the Attack on Titan anime series, and that's currently in season two, uh, airing on the various uh, anime streaming services. Uh, yeah, um, I, I've nicknamed it my Attack on Titan chair. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a huge, huge chair, um, and. As I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, I've been working some crazy, crazy hours lately. So with all that extra income from the stupid hours, I thought, why not treat myself and spend it on a nice, expensive gaming chair for myself? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, good but stuff. yeah, there's, 
Yeah, yeah. I I recommend to anyone that spends a good portion of time in front of a computer or playing games in a chair, get yourself something comfortable and good for your back. Really do it. It's the best yeah. thing, best best investment I've made in a long time. So Definitely, my back used to hurt a lot, but after mm. this chair here, like I haven't had a pain in my back for a long time. Ribs as well, back of the ribs there, yeah. really yeah, yeah. helps out a lot. So you're tempting me now. Mm. Rough, rough cost, you don't have to give exact, but in, are we talking 500, uh, 200? What, what are we talking? Well, well, mine was 500, I, but it was marked down from 700, which is kind of what okay. tipped me over the edge to buying this one instead of um, a different brand. But on average, you're probably looking around the 300 to $400 mark for a decent quality one, but you can buy them. You can still get some reasonable ones for cheaper as well. Cool. Yeah, so definitely. If you go with the um, ZQ guys, they're at all the expos generally, and they generally yep. are doing them half price at the end of the expos because yeah, they've got to build true. them for all the expos. So yep. um, there's lots of options out there, but yeah, definitely don't yeah, spend so... less than two hundred dollars on a on a gaming chair no. anymore. And Simon, yeah, so ZQ, AK, and I think yeah. there's another one which are Australian brand. So if you want to shop Australian, they're the ones to go with. Yeah, definitely. And Simon, mm. um, I think you're like me. You just have a fold up picnic chair, or you sit on a spike like I used to. Uh, no, uh, I think when the chair I currently use was new, it was worth about a grand. Nice. Yeah. I thought you had a lazy boy. No, no, I'm the lazy boy. <laughs> oh, that's where I got confused. Yeah. And the spike was a Blackadder <laughs> reference, but, um... I spent... What, 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 what? I was just going to say, yep. the Spike is a Blackadder reference. I remember there was some episode where they were talking about sitting on spikes and only eating turnips or something like that. Yes. There's nothing wrong with turnips. No. Hmm. We should start you a need podcast. To... Mash no. well, before, 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 we get... <laughs> before we get in it, I, I just want to ask Peter, for those of, a, for those of out there, of our listeners anyway, that don't know Ultra Super Mega, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about it? Oh, yeah, we're going to do that plugging thing, don't we? Um, yeah, just we might Mega. just give you a quick quick, quick intro of where you're from and what you do, yeah. mate. Uh, yeah, look, we started ultrasupermega.com.au, which is a gaming website about just over 12 months ago now. So I've uh, got a pretty good presence on Facebook and Twitter. Um, but I think it was about June, it was around E3 last year, we started podcasting for the first time. So sort of, you know, I have a little bit of an extra outlet. So we do the Megacast. Um, with a few other boys, and then I also started. I do three podcasts out of this for this website, so I'm a little bit, yeah, tired at times because yeah. I'm always doing that. But we do uh, the Mega Pokecast, which is a, a Pokemon-based one, and we do our new one, Locked On, which is um, our Tom Clancy-based gaming podcast as well. But um, yeah, we look, we cover just about everything in gaming culture. We just are all full-time family people because we've just had even Jack, Jack's had a kid. Uh, Tally in the background's just had a kid. So we're all running on full-time jobs and families. And so we're doing this in our spare time. So it's a little bit slower content, but the content we do put out, like especially the articles, are good in-depth thousand-plus word articles on, on what we do. So oh, You're yeah, going to go start aging horribly very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, th- I think you need to put a bit more pressure on Joey. He's the uncle yeah. about a family. <laughs> well, he is, and um, but he does spend a lot of his time on Tinder, so that sort of is the other downside of, of not having a family. So we can't push him too hard, the poor lad. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. So yeah. let, let's jump yeah. across to what we've been... Spend... Sorry. I'm just gonna, I was just going to say, uh, Tinder's one thing, but you can spend an awful lot of time window shopping. Yes, I think he does, the poor fella. 
Well, more to more to the point, um, <laughs> window, window shopping in stores that you've got no hope of. <laughs> that's it. No, that's all oh. I meant to say. That that metaphor fell apart. It is well, the running joke on the podcast because we always say, "Look, where can we get you?" He's not on Twitter. He's not on anything. So his only social outlet is Tinder. So we say, "Look, just get him on Twi- on Tinder. That's, just look him up on there. That's where you get him." Just start mentioning that he's on Grinder as well, and just see what other responses <laughs> you get right. in. Okay, well, I'll try that next week for sure. <laughs> I, I, think, I think your bigger risk with the window shopping too, Simon, is the other end of the spectrum where it's a beautiful display when you look in the window, but you walk in the door and it's an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> or it was a beautiful display 30 years ago. That's, that's right. <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk games. Let's move yes. on quickly. <laughs> okay. No, no segue possible. No, Move on. Not, 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 <laughs> so let's uh, start with you, Ben. What have you been playing the past four weeks? Uh, well, as I briefly mentioned before, I've been working some ridiculous uh, hours lately and all that sort of stuff. So my playtime has been very limited. Um, thankfully, I have had the last couple of weekends back, so I'm starting to get my weekends back, which is nice. Uh, so I did check out the latest patch for Destiny, all very all but very briefly. Um, I played a little bit of Overwatch just to check out the new Orisa character. Uh, let's see, what else? I played some Ghost Recon Wildlands, uh, trying to catch up to some of my friends that are in that game at the moment. Uh, checked out Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is basically a more... I want to say it's more polished than H1Z1, but it's still got the same number of glitches as H1Z1. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's got a nicer and graphical graphic engine anyway i'll put it that way and um yeah also played the uh, stanley parable this weekend which there will be a video for up on youtube of my playthrough of that very shortly so long-term listeners know um stanley simon's and my love for um for that game Mm. did you enjoy it i did i did uh three endings in half an hour so nice Mm. you don't different you, yeah. you worked out by now, Ben, that you don't play the Stanley Parable. The Stanley Parable plays you. Yes, it does. Yes, it very much does. And there, there, there's quite a few times where I was swearing at the narrator, <laughs> going, "You bastard! I don't want to do that." All yes. right, God damn it! Is there yeah, any? So, yeah, no. I need to have a look whether Sorry. those guys are doing anything else because it's hard to believe that that. Um, would be it. I I was looking up on their website. Oh, so I was having some problems loading it, and it turned out it was just a Steam issue. I had to just restart Steam. But um, oh, I can't remember the name of the developer now, but uh, they did have another couple of projects in the pipeline. Cool. Well, one other one had been released or something like that, but they've got other things in the works. Excellent. Simon, what have you been playing? A little bit of Destiny. <clears throat> oh, where did my voice go? <clears throat> oh, your Excuse voice me. is finally broken. Oh. Sorry about that. Um, Bizarre, it's a boy. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny. Uh, breath, bit of Breath of the Wild, bit of Hero Zero. What, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, some Forza Horizon 3 because uh, some uh, story coming up later reminded me of what a bloody brilliant game that is. Uh, Elite Dangerous on the Xbox, and also I've decided to try playing it on a MacBook Air. Um, yeah, um, probably. How not. was it on the MacBook Air? I can't imagine it would have run well. God, it, no. it runs. <laughs> you need to play it with headphones for obvious reasons. 
Um, and not playing a game, but watching videos of it, and I'm kind of very interested to see where it it uh, it goes. But uh, it's something called Installation Zero One, which is a I suppose you could say it's a, it's a community project, uh, basically recreating the play of classic Halo Three. So they're building it in the Unity engine, and it's um, basically they're just rebuilding all the assets. It's obviously Destiny because uh, the Spartans look like Spartans but tweaked. Um, the the maps look very familiar, but it's already created. And in, in case anyone's thinking, oh, they're going to get in trouble about that, um, I actually looked into it, and Microsoft actually allow you to to do what they're doing as long as you're not doing it for profit. So, or, or uh, reverse engineering any of the assets. So, uh, very different stance to the one Nintendo tends to use as far as uh, fan game projects go but uh yeah have, have a look at it at some time uh, they've got some youtube videos so just uh, do a search for installation zero one it's uh, it's worth a look i've just brought it up yes yeah, there's a fan-made halo game being made by halo lovers working from around the world so that's nice yeah, cool and if microsoft's on board on board with it, that's that's a pleasant change of pace for from a developer or publisher well, they're not supporting it um but they, i mean well they, they're allowing i mean you know yeah they they have uh, rules, so that's why you you can do Halo or whatever Machinima and all of all of the rest of that sort of stuff. They don't as long as you're not um, treading on any any other publisher or IP or copyright holders' toes, and you you follow their guidelines, then you can basically, you know, the sky's the limit. If you want to put the work in, you can do some some really interesting stuff with Microsoft IPs. How Which does the Machinima part of it work with the, say, Red versus Blue and Rooster Teeth? How does it work? They, yeah, well, like you just said, as long as they're not making money of it, off like with Machinima, that's what exactly what Rooster Teeth did with On, Red versus Blue. Yeah, no, Machinima's okay. It's um, oh, okay. It, it's Sorry, actually, you, you, yeah, I heard you say Machinima, so I was like, hang on, what? No, that, that's it's those rules that let things like Machinima happen. Whereas, cool. you know, if you try to do that with, um, I don't know, say, Mario. Mm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't try I, to do it with Mario. Like, difficult. But B, why, why would you bother? Because Nintendo would be stomping all over your head in very order. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, I just found it interesting. thought I'd mention it. And so if anyone feels like having a bit of a look, go have a look. Check it out, yeah. And Pete. What have I been doing? Wow. Um Look, I just got back from Sydney, so I haven't done much for the last four days. But before that, well, um, Stardew Valley, I'm trying to do another run-through of that at the moment because you can't play enough Stardew Valley, to be honest. Um, also been playing some Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, as Benny said before, trying to catch up with all my mates because I'm playing too many other games. Um, and ba- uh, I did finally start player Unknown Battlegrounds and H1Z1 in the same week, so I got the very big comparison between the two. Oh, yeah, there is a big one. <laughs> oh, there is. I didn't realise it was going to be that much different, but um, I played Battleground first and I loved it, and i am got a bit of an armour heritage with me and my mates, so it sort of felt almost at home with the modding of the guns and all that kind of stuff. And then okay, yep. I got thrown into H1Z1 and I just felt like a cat out of water or bird duck out of water um, and didn't know what I was doing because it was so arcade-based and the shooting was terrible and it just mm. 
felt completely different. But I love Battleground. I end up streaming for eight hours on last oh. Saturday night. I think got to bed about three a.m. when I was supposed to just jump on for a couple of hours and see what it was like. So um, only played it in squads, but um, yeah, good, good fun. But yeah, thirty bucks for a, a game that's broken and not quite not ready for release is a bit bit harsh. But um, trying yeah, to true. finish, you could have trying to drop. finish. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn at the moment because everything else is taking me away from it. But I love that game so much. And the biggest culprit is Zelda, which I've put down because I want to finish everything else and I want to go back into Zelda when I've got nothing else to concentrate on, which is sort of next month. But maybe Prey comes out, which will, yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to, I'm just trying to juggle so many different games at the moment. And um, it's a great thing, but it's such a nightmare to try and, because I mm. went back to Horizon Zero Dawn and I lost all the mechanics. I didn't know what I was doing. I had to sit there for uh-huh. two good gaming sessions before I got the hang of it again. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have that same issue. I haven't played it since the week it came out. Yeah, look, it is hard. It's something that they they run they run you really well in in the first few hours mm. of the game. Then it becomes muscle memory. But then, like I started playing Zelda, and everything's completely different. And um, yeah, getting that muscle memory back was it, it, like it took four four maybe three four hours of, of solid gameplay to get me back to where I was and a bit better. Yeah, um, yeah, because I've got that and Mass Effect to go back to. So I think I'm just going to wipe my Mass Effect save and start again from scratch. But um, yeah, you won't be yeah. missing much if you do that, I don't think. So. I think yeah. that's the best way to go about it because some of these mm. big games, you, you really, I think you just need to stick at it and just put everything else in the cupboard. Yeah, then- well, like I said with Mass Effect, like I haven't played it since we actually talked about it on the last pod um, and I only pretty much got through the first opening mission, I guess you'd call it, and mucked around a bit on the, I think they call it a Nexus Yeah, is the yeah. base thing in that one. Yeah, so I only mucked around on there for a little bit. I didn't even leave the Nexus to go back to my ship and do whatever else I was supposed to do. Um, so I didn't actually get that far into the game, and now that they've done the patch with all the big fixes, I'm looking forward to jumping back in that and um, just sitting down and having a good play in it. But, uh, yeah, yeah so, you've got yeah, about Horizon. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to start again on that because I did get a little bit further in that one. Yeah, look, it, 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 with Horizon, if you did get a bit further with it, stick on and just go back to some of the, the um, lower-leveled areas like yeah, uh, I, I was in Nora itself. I didn't actually get out of Nora, even though I was like level twenty-one okay. or something stupid. Um, wow. I went into the to the main area and um, got wiped, so I went back into Nora and just killed some little things and got got those reaction times back. And yeah, it was okay. fine then. Uh, and yep. bought some better arrows, uh, not arrows, some better bows. That was my biggest problem. Mm. I was going in with these terrible bows and just getting wiped. So yeah, okay. I definitely cool. yeah. Re, re, retry Mass Effect from the start, but yeah, persist with Horizon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right, cool. And speaking of juggling games, let's move to a guy that is incapable of juggling games, me. Um, so I've just been playing the usual Pokemon Go every single day when I'm walking. Um, still enjoying that. Wow, uh, because they released the 7.2 patch, so um, they've, the Broken Shores is now released. It's a bit meh. But um, the world quest is still quite engaging, um, and it's just about getting that flying happening in um, that area. Uh, StarCraft 2, just mindlessly playing lots of arcade games uh, on StarCraft. Uh, Jackbox TV with the family, still good fun. And then we'll talk more about the game change with Horizon Zero Dawn. So, Actually, just while we're on your game, StarCraft 2, did you see the... And we didn't put this in the run sheet, it's just reminded me, but uh, StarCraft... Original was free. I don't know if it still is free um, for a time. 
Yeah, and I think they're also... And they're remastering they're it. Remaster, yeah, I knew they were remastering, yeah. So, and I think it is still free, the original. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and it holds up. If, if anyone listening um, hasn't played the original StarCraft, go pick it up for free. It holds up. That game is fantastic. Um, the graphics might be a bit dated now, but the gameplay is still top-notch. Uh, top-notch RTS stuff, yeah. It is. So jump in, check it out. Excellent. Well, let's jump on to some news items. Um, let's start with uh, the Scorpio reveal. So, Ben or Simon, whichever one of you would like to jump in, and then the other two of you can add your thoughts. That's what you need, a decisive host. So, you know, just someone jump That's in. That's it. <laughs> Simon. Hello. Go first, please. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Clear instructions. Always good. <laughs> So Microsoft went with Digital Foundry to reveal the the more technical aspects of their upcoming version of the Xbox console. And uh, I have to admit, when I first heard they were doing this, I was extremely pleased that they'd chosen that particular outlet because uh, I've, I've watched them for a, quite a long time. If you don't know, Digital Foundry are part of, uh, what do they call it, a vertical something of Eurogamer and they they are very much pixel counters uh, and frame counters they analyze everything across multiple systems multiple games different versions of this that PC and console so there's a little bit for everybody if you don't already watch and subscribe and you're interested in the various differences between uh, different versions of the games even even variances between the uh, PS4 and the PS4 Pro well worth a look. So uh, hit them up on YouTube and subscribe because uh, I don't think you'd be disappointed. But um, they probably have been one of the most assiduous documenters of the performance gap between the uh, PlayStation, uh, current generation PlayStation and Xbox consoles. And as such, I think some of the Xbox fanboys have been uh, a little bit salty towards them about this they you know they're the enemy um which they're not i think they've always been extremely balanced in what they've said and when the xbox has performed better than the ps4 uh, which it does on odd occasions um mostly because it's always had a a a faster or a higher clocked cpu than the the bog standard ps4 did uh, there's certain situations where that and if the games were properly optimized to the hardware then you know, the, they could actually uh, manage better performance in some areas, in some aspects than the PlayStation could. But obviously, the PlayStation was the one that dominated. So for Microsoft to go to Digital Foundry, that immediately said they're pretty confident about their what, what they're about to hand down. And that confidence appears to have been pretty well placed because the number of times that Richard Ledbetter, who's the basically the... I suppose the senior writer, I don't know if he actually runs it, but he's certainly the guy, the older guy there, and he's had the most experience. He's been writing for magazines since, um, what was it, like the Saturn and the, the Genesis, so that far back. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty stoic. He's pretty, he's pretty, uh, pretty English in that he's not terribly emotive. But... Uh, I've watched enough of the videos to know when he's genuinely impressed with something. And I think it's fair to say he's genuinely impressed with what he saw. 
Uh, cautiously, obviously, because he's only seen it in a very controlled environment with very specific software running on it, and everyone should be um, mm. optimistic but cautious about it. But the the more I've read about it, and I really do encourage anyone uh, who's interested in this sort of stuff to actually go to the source. Don't go to Polygon. Don't go to IGN. Don't go to GameSpot. Don't go to any of the um, games media outlets because from what I've been able to tell of the coverage, they're either pissed off that they didn't get the exclusive or they have got no idea what they're talking about because they've gotten so many details wrong. It's been quite mind-boggling. So always go to the source if you can. Um, so go to Eurogamer and Digital Foundry and have a look at their videos, have a look at their articles. Don't rely on the uh, on the, the chattering idiots, um, unless the chattering idiots are telling you to go to the source material, obviously. Um, but the amount of care and attention that Microsoft seemed to have poured into this thing is kind of mind-boggling. Uh, I don't know what it's going to end up costing, but... Just the fact that it's got a vapor chamber, um, the uh, the balancing of the uh, each of the SOCs to each individual motherboard that they're being mounted to, all of the optimizations. It's uh, it's a list that's way too boring um, and nitpicky to to actually discuss here because I don't know I don't think most of probably our general listenership is that interested in the the little details, but. Yeah, it's it's going to be the multi-platform box going forward. I don't think there's any two two ways around it. It's it's going to outlast the, the PlayStation Four Pro without any any difficulty. It's it's not next gen next gen, but yeah, it's it's going to deliver some pretty amazing results from from what we can see. Even being even being moderately conservative about it. What do you think, Ben? Um. I think it's an impressive piece of kit. I mean, we start looking at the processors and the amount of RAM and everything else that they're throwing at it. Um, the potential for what it could produce is very impressive. And when I start reading and hearing the um, the stories of how it was running, I, I think they used Forza 7? Motorsport uh, 7, I think that's the one that's coming out this year. No, it's uh, something called six. Which no, it's Forza Tech. It's, so it's based on uh, Forza Six. Basically, what yeah, they, yeah, that's right. It's based on Forza Six. That's where I got confused. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically, they're using that and they're running it in full true 4K 60 frames per second on the uh, Scorpio, and yeah, it was ult- using six. Yeah, ultimate Yeah. Yeah. It was only using 60% of the Scorpio's power, but then if they were running the same settings on the Xbox One S, it was using 90%. So that's that's a pretty good indication. You know, that's a 30% reduction in, um, you know, power usage just to get the thing, you know, to do a 60 frames 4K sort of native 4K, I think they were claiming as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did. Yeah, so... It it's definitely an impressive piece of kit. The other thing that was really interesting to me is the way Microsoft are going about supporting it. Um, and that's mostly in that they're saying that their dev kits that they've released to the developers um, are actually even more powerful than what the Scorpio is. And they're saying to the developers, develop to your heart's content. Make it as good as possible. Do whatever you want to do and then tune back to make it work on the Scorpio. They are not—they're not, they are not um, hamstringing developers or anything like that. 
obviously they still want people to make develop games for their one S, but at the end of the day they and I think it's um it's it's telling of the way Microsoft has done the one eighty from prior to the Xbox One's launch in twenty thirteen to the way they are now is that they are actually more interested in making the best possible games possible. I said possible too many times there. They're <laughs> making the best games possible on their console, um, whether that's third party or first party. They just want to see gaming be the best that it can be. Um, it's it's really comes down to just the messaging and everything else that they've had. I mean, Spencer's probably the main reason why that it's. Um, Microsoft has done this full 180 and now that they're looking at the games division within Microsoft um, as more a a way to help develop technologies and the entertainment medium rather than, oh, this is just another offshoot of our main PC product or something like that, which is kind of the way they were going after for or prior to the Xbox one being launched in 2013. Um, It's, it's just I'm actually blown. I'm I'm really just blown away by that. Um, you did mention the price, Simon, and that's another thing that does. That's the only thing that actually really has me concerned because I'm picturing this thing being six hundred, seven hundred dollar box, which I don't think is the right price point. But that's no, it needs to be cheaper. Than that. Yeah, it does definitely needs to be cheaper than that. I'm thinking six hundred, seven hundred dollars American as well, which is my other problem. Um, so I'm thinking that's maybe the current price point for today's price if it was to release today. But saying that, seeing as they're planning to release at the end of the year, maybe the cost in parts and things like that that will all offset it enough where they can bring the price down to say five hundred dollars. Um, I think they need to sell in America at no more than four hundred American, and in Australia, I'd, I'd, I'd say they need to be at, at the five hundred dollar mark, which is where we've seen the last few iterations of consoles come in at. At least for initial release, anyway. Yeah, it's really going to also be a case of seeing what uh, Sony does, because uh, I don't... It's it's really hard to say how important or how many people are out there who are really that, uh, that bothered about how good the game looks as opposed to the price point. The price point's always going to be important to the majority of people, and the 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 number of pixels on the screen and the, yeah. uh, the quality of, of the effects and so forth. That's, mm. that's a much smaller, but probably a louder part of the market. Much it is. It like, is. And also, and that's the thing. I, I've got friends that are diehard PlayStation players and they go, Oh, I'm going to get a PS4. Like one of my very uh, close friends, he's diehard PlayStation player. He won't touch an Xbox controller, even if his life depended on it. Um, and that's just touching it, not even playing a game on Xbox. Oh, heaven forbid. But he um, he's saying he's going to get a PS4 Pro when uh, the next Gran Turismo comes out because he expects it to be in a VR bundle and everything like that so he can get his PSVR at the same time. Oh, he's and great. I said to him, mate, you've got the greatest, this awesome 4K TV. Why would you get the PS4 Pro? You can get a Xbox One S now, which has got the 4K Blu-ray player, in, and you can play a Forza Horizon um, three on it because it's actually one of the best looking games I've actually ever seen. Yeah, and I'm not hearing good things about Gran Turismo either. Oh, but I haven't heard good things about Gran Turismo in years. No, that's <laughs> a fade, fading, fading beast, unfortunately. Yeah, 
but yeah, and that's and I've got another friend who just yeah, I mean, he's just diehard PS4. He just bleeds the blue. But the um, the thing is, it's, it's going to come down to what they can sell on the market. And at the moment, I think the One S has been doing well because it's come in at a good price point. It's got a decent size hard drive space because I think the base model is one terabyte for it now. I could be wrong on that because I haven't actually looked at the price point for the base model anymore. Um, but it's also got the ultra-high-def player in it, which is most people I know personally are on that verge of upgrading to 4K TVs. Um, I think with people upgrading to 4K TVs, they're looking for that ultra-high-def player plus gaming platform. And the um, while PS4 Pro can do the 4K gaming, it hasn't got a 4K Blu-ray player in it. And a lot of people are looking for that because they in Australia, even though NBN is starting to finally sort of get some traction, Peter, I know you have it, and David, I know I do, you have I love it. it. Don't, don't rub it in. <laughs> um, but even though it's starting to get some traction in this country with decent internet connections, it's still not a true 4K video stream when you're streaming on 4K. You and can stream for Netflix 4K and all that sort of stuff. That's great, but it's still not a true 4K. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you got to wonder what is Destiny Two going to look like? Despite the fact it's the PS4's got their their logo all over everything because they paid Activision X number of dollars in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Destiny Two is still going to look damn sight better on the Scorpio. Yeah, the the, the, the issue yeah. I've got right there is that they're not launching this thing till November, so you've got to pretty much have an xbox now to be playing destiny when it launches in september and if they launch the xbox or project scorpio in november that's when you're going to see the benefits of it so mm. otherwise you're buying the ps4 version only to then trade it in to get the scorpio version two months later or three months later like it seems poor timing for me if that's what they're going for but oh. yeah well that that is a problem well, I suppose it's a play anywhere sort of situation in terms of Microsoft. That's what they're trying to do with some of their other titles. Um, and they've had that deal with Activision before, I believe, In when it came to, was it Call of Duty that did the play anywhere thing? Yeah. As long as you bought it digitally through a Microsoft store, you could play it on PC or on your Xbox. So Activision being the publishers for Destiny, I'd say maybe they could do that that way as well. Um, this is my other issue with it is um, I've just recently sold my Xbox. So I've um, <laughs> it, my PC will play games to what I want them to play at anyway. And um, if I, if I, this is where I, we were saying on the, on the Megacast last week that we think Microsoft's more heading towards Steam as their competition rather than PlayStation as a competition because they're, they're really wanting you to buy in that marketplace of theirs. Um, Mm. Like Steam has their marketplace, so if I buy the copy on on Windows, I do get it anywhere. They did it with Resident Evil uh, and and yep. a few other games, and all their all their first parties. So there's no such thing as an exclusive Xbox game anymore if you own no. a PC. So that's the reason why I got rid of it. And that's as long that's as you buy the, it digitally. That's it. I I bought mm. Forza Horizon Three, the best game of last year, physically, and I got burnt big time. So. Um, I've just recently yeah. bought it digitally in the current sale they've got going at the moment because I can play it on my PC. Um, so that's that's my biggest issue with the Project Scorpio is that I'd prefer to spend the, as you said, 
$800 maybe Australian on my PC and get a better mm. graphics card or a better CPU than, than I am to buy a Scorpio. I don't see who they're marketing this machine at, to be honest, because the people who want the best graphics are going to own a PC anyway and buy their games, their games, Microsoft's games on PC. So. Or a MacBook I think Air. Or a MacBook Air, yeah, exactly. That's my next, my next most word. Of, most of this is going to become big, um, pretty clear, I think, when E3 hits. Yes. Uh, because mm. I think we're going to, there's, Microsoft seem to be hinting that they've got a few surprises lined up so you may possibly have sold your xbox prematurely but we will see we will see. yeah well, yeah, well they, it's also sorry Dave, uh, peter you go ahead that's good unless they say these games can only be played on on xbox machines then i can pretty much like i can buy an xbox controller and play any of those games so i i don't know how like i would love them to come back and say look we're we're going to make this relevant out there and and they probably will have some fan dang like i love their play anywhere announcement last e3 i raved about it i said this was one of the best things for them mm. in the long run um but it also has made that machine irrelevant for for some of the higher end pc users anyway so but i, I really do want to look see what they do say at e3 that's going to be the big key part so yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just just, just going to be a case of, uh, of sitting tight and, and waiting because at the moment we can just suppose and imagine and theorise. But yeah, the that, price is the key though. The price yeah, is one hundred. So, so yeah, since, definitely. Since, we, since we've just had um, uh, Star Wars Celebration and so on, and we've seen Battlefront Two trailer announcement. What do you think, Battlefront Two or Destiny Two? Which which is which one are you gonna? <laughs> Destiny two. Yeah, it isn't even a competition. Um, <laughs> oh, um, uh, well, yeah. Given the rough shot we give uh, Battlefront one on this podcast, um, yeah, no surprise. But uh, Destiny two, that trailer with Cade and everything like that, and their thoughts on where they're, they're moving with that, and especially seeing it's just doing PC now, which, again, could be another hint at the Play Anywhere situation for Destiny. Um, I think that looks to be the better game for me anyway. Battlefront 2 looks cool. Um, literally, the trailer only came out, what, a day ago, two days ago? Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the story version, and then there was the real version. So Yeah, yeah, with the story trailer, which, you know, they actually got a campaign mode where you play as a Imperial... Imperial. I'm totally yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I find yeah, all play, of B. Yeah, yeah, playing as an Imperial soldier and everything, and they witness the second Death Star blowing up while they're down on the ground on Endor and all that sort of stuff. So I reckon it's pretty cool. Um, I'll probably still check out both. Uh, I'll reserve my judgment on ba- uh, Destiny 2 until we see some gameplay trailers, which I think Bungie were talking about for May. If I recall correctly, but um, yeah, yeah, May eighteenth. There you go. See, I knew I was close. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly excited about it, as you can tell. Yeah. Same. yeah. <laughs> so, has everyone been reading up on their law? No, no, no. no? There's law. There's what? Uh, cabal. I know there's cabal. Yes, that's about it. Guard. Are they going to come and, and Gary's going to stomp us? Um, yeah. Or is it Glenn? It's Glenn. It's Gary, Greg, Greg, Gould. Gull. G. 
That's it. <laughs> I love that trailer, to be honest. That was just the tone I wanted to I see. I like from both it. trailers that they did. Uh, they, you know, using yep. Cade was the right move. Um, doing both trailers. The first trailer where he's sitting in the bar re- reminiscing, where then we kind of find out that the battle's still going on. That was really cool and fun. And then a couple of days later, we get that full trailer where Cade is basically saying exactly what the players think, whereas Zavala's doing the full serious yes, tone yes. <laughs> uh, movie style thing to try and get people that haven't played yet before hyped. And yeah, yeah then we've got Cade just like, yeah, there's got to be loot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just think, yeah, it's they're, they're really just playing up to the audience with both those sort of trailers um, yes. and trying to make it um, worthwhile for both. Um, Battlefront 2, very cool trailer, uh, definitely getting the hype train going. Uh, Battlefront 1 was a gorgeous looking game. With the two new 4K consoles coming out, or one already out, I should say, um, yeah, I can imagine that the next one's going to be even better looking. Mm-hmm. And this one hopefully will have a bit more substance and the trailer seems promising in that regard. Yeah, well, they said there's a campaign in there, so if it's, if it's as good as the campaign in Titanfall 2, I think most people will be moderately satisfied with that. Mm. Oh, actually, in saying mentioning Titanfall 2, Battlefront, they've also come out saying no season pass. Yeah, that's a big move. Um, I was almost tempted to even think about playing the game in November because of that. Um, I yeah. played Battlefront 1. I, it's the only game I've ever digitally returned and got my money back for after sitting there for half an hour waiting for a lobby for something to play. <laughs> um, no season. I did a video of it, actually. It's a it's half an hour of me just sitting there waiting for this loading screen to come up. Um, but no season pass, but they have said they'll be getting you another way, but uh, that mm-hmm. means that like everyone's on the... Yeah. yeah, it will be 100%. Much like Destiny, I'd say, with the um, Everest uh, Eververse. But, look, that makes me think I can buy the game once and at least enjoy it enough to play it and everyone's on the same footing like with Titanfall 2 where there's no yep. season pass and you can just go back and play it whenever you want and be on the same yeah. thing as everyone else. And they even just recently had another map pack DLC, I think even a new game mode they added in just in the last week or so, um, and yep. which is free for anyone that's got the copy of the game, which is fantastic. I mean, I haven't checked it out, but hey, free, free content's always cool. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, let's Speaking jump of someone that doesn't do free content, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about yep. Nintendo Treehouse. Who'd like to start kick off with that one? Um, does Does anyone actually remember anything that was mentioned? So can um, we, can look, we give I... a definition for those idiots like me? So it was Nintendo Treehouse, like their it's a Nintendo I, Direct thing. It was, that a, they yeah, do. That's right. it was a direct, not a not a Treehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tree... yeah basically. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a cult, it's a video that they've put together like they would do a presentation at E3, but it's only a half hour, and this is what we've got coming out. No right. questions, just look at this and go on. I fell asleep five minutes into the video, so I'm not sure what <laughs> happened after that. Um, look, they're really good guys. They yeah. just look, the directs are the best way for them to get the information across too. But they just started with 3ds, and I have no willingness to yeah. watch 3ds I'm, content at the moment. I'm just looking up. Uh, is this the wrong treehouse? I might be looking at the wrong lady. Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, basically, they talked about Splatoon's single-player mode a lot um, in the actual Switch content. They 
announced dates for a lot of games, of which I cannot rattle them off now. Um, but I think Minecraft got a date in there, which yep. is fairly soon. Uh, but they did talk a lot about the um, the, the, the soon two stuff. So um, also, I think there's an announcement of a they, what they did in that all came at the same time is the Mario Kart bundle for the Switch and new uh, color of Joy-Cons for Splatoon's launch as well, which is going to be this lime greeny pooey color. So, mm. yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking. It's got, uh, let's see, there's, I'm just trying to find out highlights of what was actually covered. Uh, new Nintendo Switch game releases, new Zelda-themed Amiibo. Uh, all the 3DS games still coming this year. So I think that, like you said, they jumped into the 3DS stuff to say, hey, we have 3DS people, we haven't forgot about you. I know the Switch has just come out, but we still love you guys. Um, lots of arms gameplay plus neon yellow Joy-Con. Splatoon launches on July 21, and that was it. So, not a hell of a lot. I'll tell you the one they didn't cover in that direct was mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, cancellation of the uh, NES Classic. Yes. No, they did not. Oh, no, funny that, isn't it? <laughs> and it's already like $400, $500 on eBay if you wanted to try find one. Yeah. Don't so, don't well, go try and find one. Don't. No, no, just just get buy yourself a proper one. Yeah. With with long cords. Yeah. So if they stop making them or they're just doing the usual yep. oh, okay. No. Yep. You'll never be able to get one again. I think the last stop. shipments have already hit or, or mm. they're about to hit. Um so hopefully what I'm hoping for this is they they start bringing those games that are on there onto the eShop and I can start actually buying from my Switch where I prefer to play them anyway. So Yeah, they, they were on JB. Uh, they did a batch to JB Hi-Fi last week. Um, I went to a store on Saturday and they said, yep, we re- received a bunch on Thursday. They were gone by Thursday night. I'm surprised. That's how quick they, yeah, that's how quick they went. So I wouldn't even... Um, yeah, just I wouldn't even bother looking for them. Just try and get them on backwards compatible through the Nintendo shop or go get a uh, Raspberry emulator. They're good. Yes, too. that's the best way to do it. And apparently, yeah, so, just so, so apparently mm. the Mario Kart 8 bundle is a Russian thing only. Um, uh, okay, is that what it was? Yeah. I, I came out at the same time, so I wasn't sure whether it was part of that because I didn't came, get to the end of it. No, it's right. It came from the Russian store, and then there's some news articles saying that. They thought it was across the world, but it looks like a Russian-only thing. And April next year is just bloody insane for a release. But anyway, mm. not buying Nintendo. it till then. Yeah, I know. You're right. Actually, they had a fair bit. The part I did get up to after I fell asleep was the arms. They showed a lot of content on arms as well, which is actually, no, that's what, it's not the Splatoon controllers. They're actually arms controllers, the lime green. Oh, that's lime what it was. Lime green, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thing I just read said something about yellow ones as well, so, yeah. Yeah, that's Mix right. and match. Have fun. Especially well, seeing as the left one's probably broken out of the box anyway. Well, speaking no, of... variance isn't there anymore. They got rid of that variance. <laughs> oh, did they? Oh, yes. damn, I can't make fun of them anymore. <laughs> so speaking of overhyped franchises, let's talk Star Wars. Um, last Jedi trailer in the last, what is it, five days, four days, I, I ha- was sat on my bathroom floor at a quarter past two in the morning for the <laughs> live unveil of the trailer, just by fluke. I just happened to have something popped up on my phone and check oh. Facebook, and it was going, oh, the celebration is live. And I thought, oh, maybe this is the trailer. Um, so I got to watch the, the trailer unveiling. Um, 
I, Why were you sitting on your bathroom floor? Because I just had a sh- no. Because I just had a shower. I got dressed and then checked my. So phone. why were you sitting on the floor? <laughs> well, why that doesn't I? explain the, the reason heater, why the you heater, were sitting. The heater was on in the bathroom, and I couldn't be asked standing up. Jeez! <laughs> oh, and no. all the lights were off. It was two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Where else? It was a nice soft bath mat. You out in the dark. At two in the... Never mind, moving on. Move um, on. No, no, that was, that was the best part of the whole news story. I want to go back to this. We've got to find out more. <laughs> about my showering habits. Yeah, no, the sitting on the floor habits, the showering habits I don't care about. Actually, um, you... apparently you're showering in the dark as well because you said the lights were off. <laughs> yeah. Besides what were you the bathroom. The notification came through. Sorry? I, no, what I checked my phone. The... A notification okay. from a friend came through on Facebook from overseas, and while I, I checked the news feed, and that's when it popped up. Um, what just, are we talking about now? What, just while we're on Bizarre Personal Habits, another <laughs> podcast I like, the co-host was talking about how he doesn't have curtains on his bedroom windows and hasn't for 10 years, so he tends to sleep in of a morning, and if the sun's really, really annoying him, he gets his pillow and his blanket, and he lies on the floor with his head under the bed, and it's got one of those curtain like cloth things on it. And he, he sleeps with his head under the bed. So Righto. Yeah. And, and it, the reason he told that story was that he had painters come, thought his wife had left the door closed, could hear all this noise mm. and was getting increasingly annoyed, got out from under the bed to tell him to sharp and realised that they'd been painting in the doorway for the last 15 minutes and not even comment on the fact there was this guy lying inert with his head under the bed. <laughs> they probably didn't know he was under there. No, they probably didn't notice. Anyway, I think Star- just his bed. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Star Wars Last Jedi, I can't imagine anyone on this uh, podcast is going to say it was awful. I, I mean, it doesn't reveal a whole lot, as you expect from the first it trailer. doesn't show much at all. The only thing that I wanted to point out is similar to the very first uh, episode seven trailer where they have been popping up out of nowhere or from out of frame basically. And then like breathing heavily, mm. it's kind of got the same thing with Ray uh, doing that. I'm guessing while she's doing a Jedi training. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, that was the one thing I wanted to point out about the trailer. Um, I, I actually like the poster unveil more than the trailer. I think that's the coolest <laughs> star Wars poster since um, I'd argue episode four, maybe five. And really the, cool. the the saber blade itself is interesting. Okay, I, I need to have a close look. Do tell. Well, have a look at it, and what colour is it at, when it starts at the hilt, and what colour is it at oh. the tip? Okay, well, I'm just bringing it up now. Oh, yeah, so it starts at blue oh. and ends in red. Hmm. Is and that it, some sort of portent as to? Something, someone going from one end to one side of a spectrum to another side of a spectrum. And also the trailer mentions about balance and stuff all through it as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, the trailer was good. The, the minor bit of space footage, space battle footage, it looked a little bit innovative. And the, this, um, the fighters or whatever going along the desert with their cans yes. out the back dragging in the sand. <laughs> Whatever yeah, the speeders and the uh, dragging in the sand was basically causing those red plumes that you see, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, that it's yeah. weird, that part. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty iconic shot, though. That's, yeah. that's mm. one of the Star Wars images that's going to 
hang around, I think. Was I, I it was only a very brief cut, but there was a group of um, stormtroopers walking out of the shadows of the night towards camera and the, um, emerging into, into a light source. Was was one of them Captain Phasma, or was it just the... It was, the one at the front. Yeah. It was Phasma. Ah, okay. Excellent. I'm glad we're going to get some mm. more much out of that. Yes. Talk um, about a fix magnet. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it looks great as much as you can get from that thing. Uh, they were never really going to disappoint with that too much. So, um, just bring on the next, what, I think they had two, three, or four trailers before Episode 7. I think it was three. Oh, there'll be another one probably. Oh, definitely. Whatever big summer movie blockbuster oh, yeah. there is. Yeah. yeah. They're going to milk uh, it for all they all they can till December. What is it? December 18 or something like that? So. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. I've, I've had a bit of a tingle run down my spine with with these things before, but I don't know why for this one I ended up with, I think, probably the longest tingle I've ever had down my spine. Must have lasted 20 seconds. Yeah. I, I didn't really like the trailer. I, I I was quite the opposite. I was like, oh, was that it? All right, cool. Moving on. Oh, this that is that's the thing though. It's not um, that reaction isn't intellectual. It's is purely mm. visceral. Yes. That was that involuntary reaction, which I mm. was surprised by myself when it was happening. I thought, good God, I'm reacting to this quite strongly, and I've no idea why. Was it because Luke yeah. had a bit more meat in in it? Uh, well, yeah, you, you know, I'm a sucker for a bit more yeah. meat. <laughs> he loves a bit of man meat. Um, yeah, actually, the Luke stuff, Luke speaking and everything, that kind of tugged on my heartstrings and everything, but I was just sitting there watching and going, oh, okay, it doesn't really show much. I'll wait till the next one. It, it didn't have the same effect. I think it was the second episode seven trailer did for me. It actually brought a tear to my eye. When, yeah, you, uh, there was the yeah. with home moment. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There wasn't that moment, so I don't know. Like, I did, we didn't see Luke embracing Leia or anything like that. Or we, I didn't even think we saw Chewie in the trailer. No. Um. No. So well, you didn't know, see it, in there either. In there. Didn't see who. Sorry, didn't something. see who. We didn't see Han in there, and then I remembered he's dead. Oh, <laughs> spoilers! Oh, spoilers! Oh, we did, <laughs> didn't see anyone out of Rogue One either. Um, no. no, weird that. Yeah. Uh, oh, funny! I've actually seen that now. I I did see the Blu-ray version of it. Um, I haven't. I, uh, you haven't seen it? Okay. Well, nah. I'll just put it this. Put it simply. Um, I think it was a bit overhyped by everyone. Uh, no. 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 What are you talking about? Internet never overhypes anything ever. What are you talking about? Demonstrably wrong on all counts. I still enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it more than Episode Seven, only by a tiny bit just a little bit more. I thought it was a good film. I just don't think it was everything everyone raved about it being. That's why you don't listen to everyone raving about things. You mm-hmm. just you pull of that out. That's why we did exactly. this podcast, to avoid all that shit. Yep. I mean, quite honestly... And so I, I can tell everyone that they're wrong. I wouldn't have watched The uh, the Last Jedi trailer, quite honestly, if it wasn't on the running sheet. <laughs> I would be quite happy just to let that pass on by and uh, just continue ignoring things. And then I could mm. go into it with no, no impressions, because I don't. Doing these podcasts, I'll, we have to watch those things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have to be informed. It's, I mean, being a game journalist would be worse because oh, yeah. there'd be yeah, no terrible. This is about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, 
I don't know. Last Jedi looks cool. Trailer didn't do much for me. I'm looking forward to the next trailer. Maybe it'll give me that um, Chewie were home moment. Yeah. I'll still go and see it mm-hmm. three times like the last one. I've made a tradition of it now. <laughs> and midnight screening for sure. Um, That's it. Game challenge update. So, again, uh, thanks to Jay Connell. Um, we had installment two of the game challenge update. So I said that I would go away and buy... It was The Last of Us, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then proceeded to get on to... I think it was that night after I finished the podcast, went down and um, got on the PlayStation Store and The Last of Us, the cheapest I could find it was uh, it was 64 or $69. Anyway, it was right up there. I went, oh, That's really? on the PlayStation Store, though. Yeah, that was the PlayStation Store because I don't have... Oh, them. I, don't oh, ha- I don't have the other consoles. Um, no, but it's only on that console. You should have gone to JB or even No, no. Well, see, the funny thing is, and it's only in the last 10 days, at my local, oh, okay. J- at my local JB, it was 79 there. What? Yeah, I'm serious. So I thought, oh, it God, I'm going to... like I'm three years it. ago on the PS4. I know. I, th- I thought, I'm going to spew if I go into the JB and it's, you know, 29 or something, and I, I might have still picked it up. But it was actually dearer than what I pay- could have paid for it on the PlayStation Store. Wow. That is insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I bought it last store? year for 40 I know. So whether it's just they only had one, I don't know, or they're just behind the times, but it was, it was 69 or 79 anyway. It was as expensive or more expensive than the PlayStation Store version. Could you, was there a second-hand copy you could pick up? Or actually, no? no, to be honest, I didn't look. That's a good point. I didn't actually uh, look for a second-hand. Probably should have because yeah. it's, it's, it's like a Game of the Year edition. It's got all the content with it, so there's no codes or anything you need. But on the night in question, I saw 69, mm. and then I saw Horizon Zero Dawn for 79. Um, and so, Jay, I apologise. Um, I, I did take up the game challenge, but not the game the guys gave me, so I bought Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which we've talked about a fair bit already, so I won't go into too much. But I, I'm around that. I think we said about six hours was the minimum, and I would be about six or seven hours in. I'm only level, I think it's six so, I'm, so have I'm, you done the trials with the nora tribe yet no so i'm on the verge she's no? about okay. she's about to go as she's meeting rost on the way to go and do the trials ah gotcha all right yeah yep. so that's where i'm up to um love the game it's great i totally sympathize with you on the controls so i i played a few hours then missed sort of nearly two weeks and then got back yeah. into it over this weekend and go oh, holy shit i can't remember any of this anymore yeah. Um, so it's, it's really, a, a, yeah, getting back in. And I, I, you know, did my first decent, for a level six, decent bring down of a, a beast um, by finally getting a bit limber and, you know, rolling and ducking and doing all that stuff. So great game. Sorry, Jay, I didn't come to the party on the proper game, but just $10 dearer for the newest game I couldn't resist. Which means it must be, it's Simon's turn now, isn't it? I believe so. Mm. So I actually have. Mm. You, you, you got something lined up for him? No. So I, I think we should debate this now and maybe get some input from Pete. What, uh, what wow. Don't put that pressure on me. Um, <laughs> I've got one. I'm just trying to remember the freaking name of it. <laughs> oh, must be a must be a real <laughs> corker. <laughs> right name. What about oh, I? You oh, it's a Japanese off. name. That's why I'm trying to find it. Oh, crap. What console is it? PC. Oh. We, on Steam. Can we make him play Pokemon Go? So I've got a Pokemon Go buddy. 
haven't you played it? Uh, the the, the you whole. To be honest, you're not missing out on much. The, the whole way through this, David, is for to uh, set me a challenge, not uh, not make up for your 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 sad and empty life. That's right. Benny, looking at I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm looking it up. So it's a game that he won't like. Is that what we're? We're trying um, to work out a game he wouldn't normally play. Wouldn't play, normally yeah. play. So what do you normally play? Ah. What type? I'm not saying. What about what about it. you play Destiny but use your super ability? Oh shit! Oh okay, that's a valid burn. Sorry, I've got I've got I've got an Aussie uh, game I want to plug that I reckon you should get. It's a physics based game. Sort of like worm style, yeah. Force. It comes out in two yeah, days' time. Brizzy Dev. That looks um, awesome. I I played the um the closed, they had a, was it beta. Yeah, closed beta. They did yeah. just before Christmas. Um, it was fun. It's a cool it was, game. It was really fun. So I don't think that's part of, like the similar to the games you're playing at the moment. Um, and it's definitely something different. And it's from some. And it's helping some um, promote some local guys. So that's well, an option. Yeah. What's it called again? Sorry, forts. F O R T S. So you okay. actually build a fort and then you try and blow the other one up. Oh, uh, yeah. Def- definitely worth checking it out. It, it's another one oh. of those great little Aussie indie indie devs um, working out there. No? Yeah, Earthwork Games. So yeah. yeah. What about a choice of two? So I mean, either go for forts or the one that Pete mentioned, and I googled it after he mentioned, which was Stardew Valley. Yeah, okay. actually, that's something you probably wouldn't have played before but the one i'm suggesting is uh called senran kagura bon appetit <laughs> oh is this a titty one yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhythm game cooking game that if you yeah. win the other person loses their clothes i'm just gonna put it into our chat so <laughs> you can see what i'm talking about so simon you have a choice of three you have the titty game fort or stardew valley <laughs> And um, keep think... it a mystery, and then you come back next show and report okay. which one you chose. All right, I'm going to have to get the spelling uh, of this game. <laughs> I just put it. I just put it in our chat. Because I got to say, yeah, Stardew Valley looks good, but then the whole Forts idea sounds good too. The other yeah, thing with Stardew that's... Valley, he's not going to play six hours of it. I don't think he can play six hours of that game. Oh, okay. It's pretty. You get addicted to it, and you pretty much play it for the rest of your life. So, oh right, um, <laughs> mm. yeah, because I, I don't need a game like that in my life. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a, quite a cruel challenge to set them in. It's it's more stop mm. playing it if you can. So it's pretty much like Animal Crossing, but the better version of it, like the far better version of it, almost to the point yeah. that that I don't know how they'll improve on that. So. Yeah. Mm. All it, right. And for considering how it was made, it's actually a pretty impressive game. I'll give credit where credit's due. Okay. All right. I, I think I'm heading... I'm, mainly because I want to go with the game I can pronounce. Uh, I, I, I think I'm <laughs> moving in the direction of uh, two particular games, I think, at this point. I'm just <laughs> so, trying to work out which forts it is because I assume it's not the number one search hit, which is at twoplayergames.org. Because it's just a flash uh, game. No, so, no, it's not that. It's on the Steam page. It's not for sale okay. at the moment, but it's they've got a page. Um, I'll link it to you in a sec. I just got to bring up my Steam account and find it. Cool. All right, we look forward to that, Simon. 
Oh, okay. Done. And uh, I reckon we're just about wrapping up beyond if anyone wanted to make any TV or other movie um, recommendations. I think I raved about Riverdale last time, so I'll leave it there, but it's up to episode 10 and still going extremely strongly, loving it to bits. Um, yeah, um, I'll make one. Attack on Titan Season 2 is airing in Japan currently and then streaming pretty much within like half an hour of it finished being aired in Japan on um, Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, any of those anime streaming services. Um, if you're a fan of any of those animes or anything like that, don't go to the illegal source first. Go get it from a legitimate source like Crunchyroll or Anime Lab. Um, you know, support the content being made. That's the first thing I'm going to say. If, like, there's one that I was halfway through watching, it got taken off Anime Lab, so it's like, well, fuck you, I'm going to go get it off um, a different website that I probably shouldn't get it off. But, hey, you know, you took the content I was trying to watch away, similar to, like, Netflix does with their shows from time to time. Yeah. So just try and get it from a legitimate source first because um, these good animes are few and far between. So definitely try and get it from a legitimate source. And that's the truth. I always wonder what mm. Crunchyroll was on the Apple TV. I'll have to check it out now. Yeah, yeah, it's an anime streaming service. Um, Seven bucks a month. It's not much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. You get a lot of good content on there. Um, I also recommend the Anime Lab one just because it's an Australian, New Zealand-based streaming service as opposed to Crunchyroll, which is American. Cool. Simon, any mm. quick movie TV recommendations? Uh, yeah, well, I've watched all of Iron Fist now, and uh, I, I quite enjoyed... Um, quite enjoyed it actually i wasn't expecting much because i hadn't gotten very good reviews really no. people said one thing or another it's it's uh it it's a bit slow i suppose yeah. i didn't yeah. slow but i could see how some people would see it as um as a bit uh, as a bit slow but i didn't mind it's got a slow burn and then pays off in chunks not you don't get that full satisfying payoff i think until probably quite quite towards the end yeah, yeah. I literally fell asleep in episode two, so I need to get back into it. I've got one episode left. Yeah, I, I think you'll, I think you'll like it. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, season two goes. But the, the show I would, um, if I had to pick one to recommend, I would recommend Voltron. Oh yes, that's one I was raving about a few months back. Definitely yes. get it. Yes, that, that is season one, season two, really well mm. done quite impressed with how they've rebooted it and made it uh, quite a, a deep and coherent universe really and then i found out that the showrunners behind um uh last airbender and uh legend cora yeah yeah so yes definitely mm. definitely worth a look i binge watch that i've got to stop doing that it's really not good for me Oh, Voltron was so good. Is I've binge watched both seasons twice. Uh, it's fantastic. And Pete, any recommendations? Oh, look, I'm going to be super bad here. I actually watched some um, pretty terrible TV in my time. Um, I'm watching something that you can get through your uh, reputable illegal sources called um, uh, Designated Survivor, which is actually Keith Sutherland TV show. It's nothing like what you guys. Nothing cool like that. It's actually it's actually on. Netflix. Netflix. It is. Yeah. That's yeah. where it comes from. I yeah. don't have Netflix. I can't afford it. So, um, uh, fair enough. But that 
being said, uh, it is quite good. I'm getting quite intrigued by it. It's sort of like a West Wing slash um, almost a 24-style bit um, in there with the the stuff that's going on. So it's just starting to lay down, like, stop a bit of the action at the moment. I think I'm up to episode 10 or something like that, but uh, and it's starting to get more into the political side of it. But I'm actually fairly intrigued and loving it at the moment, but that's me because I like shitty TV. So that's Good what stuff. I'm at. Um, like last quick Netflix recommendation is Louis C.K. has his 2017 one-hour stand-up yeah. routine, and I, I very recent um, only have very recently got into Louis C.K. So I don't know a lot of his stuff, but yeah, quite entertaining for now. He starts off with abortion, which is a bit of a challenge, but he, I think he pulls it off. I think watching him's a challenge in general. He's so depressing, that guy. He can be for you, yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, his show was horribly depressing. I don't know how people raved about it. Every time I watched it, it just made me feel depressed. So bad. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Sorry. His <laughs> opening on Saturday Night Live last Saturday was funny as. It was not depressing and really sharp. But I can see. What oh yeah, when he's doing scripted stuff and everything like that, it's and a lot of his stand-up stuff is actually pretty good. But his his own TV show is yeah very depressing. Yeah, um, he was good on Parks and Rec as well. Yeah, you know, they liked him in other stuff. It's just in his own his own show was just yeah real bad. I like Voltron. <laughs> Voltron <laughs> heard that. Did someone mention that? <laughs> there's, there's the chapter title uh, episode title. Yeah, um, all right, I think we're going to wrap it there. So, um, firstly, huge thanks to you, Pete, for jumping in and um, dealing with this ramshackle mob, particularly me. So, no yeah, thank you. Um, Happy to be here. So, and quick plug again for the podcast. Quick website address. Uh, so, website address is ultrasupermega.com.au. You can find our links to our Discord on there, which is fairly active at the moment. So, please come join Very us in that. you guys. Yeah, it's um, a bit crazy. I can't keep up with it all day. Um, nope. But, yeah, the podcasts, all three of them, you can get through the podcast section of that or on your reputable iTunes account, and we need reviews on that, so go do that. Uh, the Megacast, Mega Pokecast, and Locked On, a Tom Clancy podcast. I don't think anyone <laughs> does iTunes reviews anymore. It's a real story. No, I know, um, but we try. Tell that to Brendan. <laughs> yes, he's the advocate of it, isn't he? Yeah, it's his fault. Um, so, yes, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion or some general abuse, please do email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. You can follow us on Twitter. My handle, as always, is the Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL and Ben tweets under the Spawny 1313. And Pete? Twitter. I tweet under the Wilco's Chill Zone. It's, um, yeah, as it sounds. Um, but I also am actually part of the ult- I do run the Ultra Super Mega underscore Twitter account as well, so you, you can get me there. Beautiful. Um, previous episodes of this a Little Beast are on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, Google Play, and Pocket Cast. Um, so, yes, thanks very much for listening, and thank you again, as always, Simon and Ben. Thank you. So Cheers. Have a great month, and remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night. Night all. Night. Ciao.
the ability to speak does not make one intelligent.